You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge, right in the heart of the downtown of beautiful Welland, Ontario. Today, you're listening to Above the Mug, by the way. I almost forgot that part. You're listening to Above the Mug, a podcast that highlights positive people, and we're here to show you how you can use your passions to drive your life forward. Today, joined by an incredibly special guest, Rob Repoves. This guy is a longtime friend. Now it's a longtime friend. It seems like it hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's it been about four years now. It's almost been since day one. I think well, three years. Three years, yeah, because yeah, don't, people don't stay around for very long in my life, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have you here. Rob does a lot of things, but his main gig is he's self-employed. He's an independent consultant for Primerica, helps you save money, blah, blah, blah. But he's going to get into that later. But how I met Rob was through music and as a customer at the Black Sheep. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about how music played an influence in his life growing up and as an adult. Uh, But he does uh, host a bunch of open mics all over the region now, uh, helping new upcoming musicians or young musicians get their their stuff heard, uh, as well runs a um, a fundraiser called Bola Chili, which is very successful. They raise a ton of money every year. Uh, It's exactly what it sounds like. You bowl and it's a chili cook-off. Can't get better than that. So anyway, without further ado, Rob Repos. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you for being here. Awesome. Now, I feel a little bit weirder when I have friends on the podcast. Not saying that there hasn't been anyone who isn't a friend, but especially people who are close. Like we talk almost daily, but for sure a couple times a week at the, at the minimum. So I always wonder what is it that we're going to talk about that I don't already know, but then I remember, Hey, this isn't about me. (laughs) It's it's about people who are listening in and want to figure out how they can use what they love uh, to to be successful or um, how they can make money on their passions, which is kind of goes hand in hand. But we kind of were, we touched on it briefly as we were walking in here mm-hmm. getting our uh, iced elderberry hibiscus. Yes, yummy. The uh, classic Rob Repoves move, even in November, what, what, October. October. I, I'm October. getting ahead of myself. But anyway, one of the things we were touching on was what you do for a living, you obviously enjoy. You've been doing it for quite a while, yeah? 13 years. I've been a, a representative with Primaric Financial Services. And uh, basically, in a nutshell, I help people save money and make sure they're properly insured. So um, that's what I do during the day. I don't talk about it enough. Um, I should because it's an important part of my life. Uh, and there was a transition period, which we'll probably get to, uh, in a little bit. Um, and, but the thing about it is that that's allowed me to get back into music and, uh, do what I'm doing today. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it was an important part of my life in 2008 when that happened. So that's great. I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of what I want to get, uh, get to is the fact that even though you love your, I guess your bread and butter gig, uh, it allows you to do so many other things that you're passionate about, which also has income attached to it. So it's not like everything you do is, you know, you're working basically to volunteer. You you do make money on other uh, projects that you have. Uh, and I think that's an important distinction because 
Again, this is where you and I have something in common because I love my bread and butter gig being the black sheep, selling yep. coffee and talking to people, uh, but it allows me to do so many other things in my life like counsel and this podcast, for I instance. I was going right? to say, like what we're doing right now. Exactly. Because yeah. as we speak, uh, I have three of my awesome staff out there uh, selling and keeping the business going mm-hmm. while I get to do this with you, which is great. Sweet. Very so... Why don't we jump right into that? How did you get into the financial world? What were you doing before that and what made you switch? I worked in a factory uh, called Panabrasive, which is still uh, still active out on Rush Home Road and Well. And I think it's called W Abrasive now. Um, I was there from 1985 until 2008. Mm. Um, I kind of worked my way up through the ranks, went from a, a, you know, a general laborer to a supervisor, to production manager, lab manager, and and did all that kind of thing. And uh, it got very stressful. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it because um, it helped us raise our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, But work got in the way with music. I was in bands from about 1977. Yes, I am that old. (laughs) We got older, don't worry. (laughs) 1977, uh, up until 1994, when uh, work scheduling got in the way and I, I was pulling the band down. We were in, I was in a band called Some People's Kids at that time. And uh, we were playing all over the place, a lot of weekends, and I had to keep saying, I can't go, I can't go. So um, I had to quit the band. And I quit in 94. And then finally in 2006, uh, our financial advisor came over uh, with, with Primerica. We've been with him for 30 years mm-hmm. and said, listen, we're looking for part-time people. And I jumped on the opportunity I became licensed in 2006, and in 2008, I quit my job, and uh, I've been doing that basically kind of part-time, full-time since then. So uh, I have a lot of different clients. Uh, I love it because I get to go sit with families. A lot of times I'll walk in, and and, uh, I have a couple of clients who I'll walk in and have a pasta lunch ready for me when I get there. That's the kind of relationships we built. But it's also allowed me to get back into playing music which I gave up literally in 1994, put my guitar in the basement and forgot about it until about 2012. Interesting. Yeah. So that, that I always find interesting with people because obviously I'm young still and I don't have a family. I mean, Katie and I are together, but we don't have any kids or anything like that. So I don't, know what that feels like to have to put something away. And I've been very lucky to have, you know, the parents that I do. And uh, especially when I was working with my dad, he always encouraged me to, to do whatever, right? Like if you're passionate about it, work hard and you can get there. Uh, And now with the business, uh, it still allows me to kind of go after these things. So I couldn't imagine having to put up a wall and say, I can no longer do something that I enjoy because it's sacrificing a very important part of my life. It was a really tough tough. thing to do, but at the time, you know, you don't have a choice. We had two two young kids, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife Marina was working, but I was the major breadwinner at that time, and I had to keep working. Um, so we did that, and I did that uh, for another, you know, fourteen years um, until I finally found Primerica, um, started working that business, and decided that the stress and and you know, the factories, it's a, it's not an easy place to work. It's dirty. It's loud. It's, it's, you know, it can get nasty. It's dangerous. Yeah. So, um, I, I just decided at that time that it was time to give it up and, uh, you know, pursue something else. And that's what I did. And, uh, like I say, that allowed me to pick my guitar back up and cause you put the guitar in the basement and you don't see it, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what I, I just left it there. And, uh, well, guitars. 
you know, as a musician, I have kept all of my equipment from all those days. So that's awesome. But uh, yeah. And then 2012, I, I decided I'm going to start. I, I guess I kind of got the, you know, the urge or the itch to, to start playing again and maybe write a few things. So I started 2012. Awesome. Yeah. So when you were in your first bands back in the day, oh boy, were you singing then also or just playing guitar? I was uh, in, in the bands. Uh, my first band was RCS, 1979, 1980. We were, we were playing with gigs with uh, Gatto and B.B. Gabor in those days. Cool. Some, some people might have, some of the listeners might have to look up B.B. Gabor. I know um, Gatto though. Gatto's still, actually, yeah. I think they just hung it up. Um, they were a great bunch of guys to perform with too. Mm. But that's the kind of thing we were doing. And we were writing music. Uh, and I was the lead singer of the band at that time. And then in 1982, I picked up with uh, some people's kids, and uh, we were a four-part harmony. So everybody oh, had, um, you know, jobs or vocal par- parts in different songs, and we kind of mixed and matched. And uh, so yeah, I was always the singer and lead guitar player um, in all the bands that so far I've been in. That's awesome. Well, I, well, there we go. A little nudge. Uh-oh. Anyone who's looking, uh, that you want to start a band, call up Rob Repos. There's a, well, well, we'll get or, to that. There's actually something kind of coming. So, Let's make a coffee pun. Something percolating, maybe? Something maybe percolating, yes. I love it. Well, we, yeah. I don't know if you want to go there yet, but... We will. We will. Yeah. Um, I think, where was I going with this? I had a, a plan. Um, oh, yeah, with singing. Because I find when I first saw you play was here. Um and you were awesome. And I remember you kind of being a little reserved about your ability. And you're like, you know, it's been a long time and bop, bop, bop. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And within like three or four more times of me seeing you elsewhere and then back at the shop, I was like, this guy, look, it's like he's been playing his whole life. Well, sure enough, you were. But it just took a little while for you to gain that confidence back. But one thing I, I've always found impressive about your stage presence is obviously you're a very good player, but you're also an incredible storyteller. Uh, and not just when you're talking about your songs. I mean, everyone knows about the Caterpillar song. That's kind of like, yeah. that's the story. It's an obvious storytelling uh, song. Mm-hmm. But even in your lyrical abilities, when you're singing, they're very clearly painting a picture. Uh, and I, I always, uh, I've always found that very, um, very impressive. So, um, thank you. What made you want to take a larger role in the community with music? Because I know for maybe the first year and a half, maybe two years even, that I knew about you playing again. Uh, it was just you were playing, and you were playing at, it started at one place, and then it was three places, and then it, now it's ten places more. It's branching and, out, and yeah. Yeah, it's becoming more. So what made you want to start hosting um, these musical events for people to get, get their voice heard? Well, the musical part of it has kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, but the, the hosting and, um, you know, running these, uh, charitable events and things that started literally over 30 years ago. Um, and in fact, back in the nineties, we also used to do, uh, what was called the diamond run. Uh, when Gatfields was kind of in its heyday, we used to do a bike run, a bike ride for, uh, at that time, I think we did it for women's place of South Niagara cool. and yep. a couple other charities. And we would go, we would go from Gatfields to three other different bars. And, <laughs> and you weren't pedaling in a straight line anymore by, <laughs> by the end of that? time we were, Well, that's why we ended up having to stop because we're like, okay, <laughs> hang on a minute here. What are we doing? Got to get it, uh, a bigger but, insurance plan. You know, I was just, I don't know. It's kind of in my nature just to want to, I've had people ask me, why do you do that? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you, 
And I think it's just in my nature to want to help or do something and organize. And I've been doing it for a long, long time. Um, Ten years ago, we started the bowl of chili, which you, you touched on. And um, that was an idea of mine that I thought, what can we do at the bowling alley to kind of raise awareness? We'll make it a charity and something that nobody's ever done before. And I thought, how about chili cooking? <laughs> yeah. Just out of the blue. And uh, I came up with the name Bowl of Chili, which is just stuck. It's brilliant. It's a it's, zinger. It's, yeah. So you're bowling and, and you're going to eat a bowl of chili. Um, and we're raising money for the Cancer Society's Wheels of Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, the, there's an event coming up. The Bowl of Chili is coming up on November 16th. So mm-hmm. people can check that out. Uh, there's a Facebook event page and so on and so forth. Um, I, it's just, I don't know. There's something in my blood that makes me want to give back. And uh, that's why I do it. I, you know, even with the music today, um, which we'll get more into detail about that, but um, you know, it's providing a stage for, like you said, musicians to come out and, and kind of get themselves out there. Mm-hmm. And that's just gone, you know, spiraled out of control. It's been fantastic. That's amazing. So. I think a big part of that void you're filling is these days in music, it's not like before. It doesn't matter. You could play at a million places, literally, and never be seen by anyone who can change your career because the people that are changing your career are looking from a different platform. They're watching online. They're listening from different streaming platforms. Uh, SoundCloud, for instance, where we put this podcast, yeah, uh, yeah. send the RSS feed to other places, blah, blah, blah. Well, the, the importance of still playing live is that confidence. It's the same way that stand-up comedians work through their act. It takes them a year of like doing that act on stage and making minor tweaks. You need to know how people react to it. You need to see it firsthand. Maybe that bridge is too long. Maybe you need a bridge. Maybe uh, you can scrap the pre-chorus or change it from a major to a minor. You know, yeah. these things you can't learn from just throwing it online because People almost never give you compliments first. Uh, people are a lot more confident about giving you criticism. So to be able to be in person and, and see the faces of people react to y- you, basically, it's your art, right? It's a part of you. Absolutely. Uh, it's so important, especially for people who are just starting. Uh, I was kind of lucky. I think my generation was probably the tail end of bar bands. Now it's very difficult to uh, to be in a full band and make money. Uh because these places just simply can't afford it. I mean, it's it's becoming too expensive. And it's not that the musicians aren't worth it. It's just people aren't spending money to come see live music the way they used to. So I think this is kind of the renaissance of the singer-songwriter, right? So mm-hmm. people like yourself who, you know, originally you'd call them either basement musicians or garage musicians who make amazing music, they finally have a platform again because they're not being kind of uh, drowned out by these louder full bands. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity right now to thank you because um, if, if it weren't for you and your stage and, and your business here, um, I may be playing music today, but I wouldn't be doing the songwriting and, and hosting probably that I am doing right now because... Um, I know Marina and I came in here for lunch one day and then I liked you on Facebook. I think I gave you a review. The food was just fantastic and it always is. And, um, and then within a week or two, you posted a songwriters event. And I remember looking at Marina as a funny story that goes with that too and saying, well, what do you think? And of course, Marina's always like, yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. She's just, she's just agreeable with everything. Right? So I literally had to scrape 
enough original music because it was songwriting yep. to play for 15 minutes. And I'll never actually forget that day because um, I was so nervous. I hadn't performed in a long time. I was going to have to sit because I didn't think I could stand up and play the songs that I wanted to play. I literally went over to Kingsway Bowling Lanes because mm -hmm. they have a stool there that's just the right height for me and grabbed their stool and brought it here so that I could sit during my performance. That's how nervous I was. That's awesome. And uh, Yeah, and, and I never, you know, I'll never forget that. And from there, now I have a hard time sitting. I need to stand. It's gotten to that, you know, it's just the evolution of, of performing over and over and over again and, and getting that confidence. So, but yeah, I, I literally went and borrowed a stool from somewhere else to bring it here. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I, I think um, the same as Marina, for those listening, that's your wife. Yes. Beautiful, amazing woman. So thank you for being supportive. Yeah. That kind of attitude is exactly what we need more of in any good community is having people just without real, not that you shouldn't think about it at all, but I think we think too much about the pros and cons of things by giving people opportunity. You have no idea how much that comes back and you telling this story. I'm very happy to say that we get stories like that a lot. And That's in the awesome. beginning, I never, I never knew it because no one ever told me, but you know, over the years, people have started saying, you know what? I, uh, I started writing because you started having these book releases and, and I'm like, this is crazy. And, and you don't think about it, but then is you, you by just saying yes, uncon unconditionally, and then being excited to help these people out, you obviously are starting to feel that now yourself because obviously you did that with bowl of chili, but when it's an artist thing where less and less people are able to get the help and you provide it without thinking about it, yeah, of course you can play. Yeah, you want to play this? You want to play with your brother? Sure. You want to, yeah. you know, uh, play it on a theremin? No problem, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whatever it I is. Mean, and that really changes people. It gives them the courage they need to get started. And who knows where they're going to take that, right? Yeah. And I am getting that almost every time I do an open mic or mm -hmm. I do a show at the VHC. Um, I'm, I'm getting people come up and say, you know what? I, I got to pull my guitar out or... I started, you know, playing again or whatever, whatever. And, uh, it's, it's, it's happening. And I, you know, you don't, you don't realize it until somebody comes up to you and then you think, wow, that's, that's kind of cool, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, it gets you excited to do more and more of it. It becomes addicting. You just can't stop. Absolutely. I mean, I can go back and tell you that there's songs that I've written that were inspired by people that I've met here and through other, other venues. Um, there, there's another group of people, uh, Lund Music and Consulting with Jill and Ryan Lund. Uh, Ryan Lund just won Songwriter of the Year at the, the Niagara Music Awards. Amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, they're just great people. And they're, they're, the, the, the thinking is very simple. Provide a stage for people and an opportunity to get up there and perform. And what's happening now is, is it's starting to, is starting to blossom into more opportunities. You know, there's mm. other open mics coming into, into play now where, you know, around town and, and beyond. Yeah. Um, and there's more opportunities to actually have these artists come out and uh, show us what they can do. And it's been fantastic. And and you think about, for me, obviously, I'm a bit of a Welland geek. I love Welland to death. Oh, and I'm yeah. trying to, you know, spearhead this revival and not in the sense of going backwards uh, to the, I guess, the golden era in parentheses, yeah. but to create a new uh, a new wave of Welland, right? And right. you are helping very much so to pave that way because if you think about this, 
the Vegan Hippie Chick, a.k.a. the VHC that you just mentioned where you do some of your open mics, they came here because of a festival that uh, myself and the BIA threw three years ago. And it's in the paper. She said, if it wasn't for Fee Street, we wouldn't be here. So she opens downtown in, in a downtown that's been deteriorating for yeah. 20 years. She's here helping with this upswing, right? Absolutely. You and I meet through Black Sheep. Then we do Bubble Fest. Yeah. And then you start playing at VHC. And now all of these people that we've met through our different endeavors are coming out and opening these places and you're going and helping to boost their business. And now a lot of these musicians that play at your open mics, I've never met. I've never seen in Welland before. So yeah. you're bringing people to the community who in turn may not be vegans yet are trying vegan food for the first time through the vegan hippie chick. It's just this beautiful snowball of growth and development. And Absolutely. not only is it good for the artist, it's good for the business, which then in turn is good for the city, which is good for Everybody. Everybody. So, exactly. I mean, supporting one passionate person is great, but it's not a handout. They still have to work for it, right? Like, you can get them on the stage, but what they do when they're on it is totally up to them, right? So, you have to right. use these opportunities to your advantage, right? Exactly. And, and I just, I do want to make one point clear. Like, the, the VHC on Thursday nights, mm -hmm. it's called Thursdays After Dinner at the VHC, what we do is we actually hire two local songwriters or musicians. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they're all songwriters, I should say. It's yep. not an open mic uh, scenario. Thanks um, for the clarification. Yeah, um, but we hire two and we pay them and uh, they get to come up and they do a 45-minute set each mm -hmm. of their own songs and they tell us their stories and inspirations behind the songs. My Tuesday night open mic, which is actually an open mic, happens at Borderline Bar on King Street and Welland every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Which, which same owners as Gatfield, correct? Uh, the, yes. Yeah. And um, so he's kind of left the Gatfield uh, 27 years behind and started anew, and he's providing a, a, a stage there. And it's bumping. It, he's, doing a, he's doing great there, and it's a fun time. He's having, he had a band there last night. Mm -hmm. um, we, do, we go there every Tuesday. Some of the... Some of the Artists who are coming in through the open mic are now getting hired to perform there. Great. Same as at the VHC. If you go in there on a Friday night, now she has dinner music. A lot of the musicians you're seeing there came through the Thursdays after dinner venue as well. Or, awesome. Or, uh, the event. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. Everything you said was, is absolutely true. It's just snowballing and people like the Lunds and, and all, you know, Rita Visser is another one. Um, the, these people are willing to step in and help and do it for the love and passion uh, that they have for what we do. So it's awesome. I, yeah. And, and this is why, you know, just to highlight quickly what we're talking about. So of course, okay. you know, we're talking about what can happen, but to talk about what is happening is that if you want to be successful in something, and you want to make money on something, you may be very naturally talented and people may write you a check right off the bat. More than likely, that's not going to happen for most people. Most people. Uh, and most people that you see that are incredibly talented didn't start that way. Or maybe they were 10% more talented than some of their peers. And just through years and years of practice and work, they got there. I mean, we look at someone who is a not so far in the past guest of this podcast, Jessica Wilson, mm -hmm. right? Like I met her. Um, who I found out later on, she was my, like a distant cousin, which is kind of funny, but side note, I met her when she was 16 or I was 16 and she would have been like 14. Mm. She's playing at this Niagara talent search thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, man, this chick can sing and play this young, like amazing. Right. Yep. And it's now been like 10 years of 
going to audition after audition, driving to Toronto, then coming back and playing a show, then going back again, staying over, coming back. It's like just nonstop work and effort. And now she can completely sustain her career off of playing music or doing yeah. theater or whatever it is that she's doing at that time. But it took 10 years of hard work, maybe longer, you know? Yeah. And that's even with a musical background. So same thing with me, you know, I was very lucky um, to have a family that supported me, uh, obviously not just with my ambitions, but also helped to back it in the beginning financially. Um, but even with that, you know, it took, here we are, we're coming up on year five in 2020. Yeah. And I'm still not writing myself a formal paycheck. I draw from the business, but it shows you how much time and energy you have to put into something to make it come back. So again, not to scare anybody off, but the point of this is you have to get out there. You have to take that first step or it's never going to happen for you. But we're trying to tell you that it is very possible, but you have to start. You have to start and, and, and expect to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I have a lot of respect for somebody like Jessica Wilson because, well, first of all, she's been on our show a couple times yep. at the VHC. Love her as a guest. We, we always have fun. Um, but she, she works incredibly hard to do what she, do, what she does. And she's been doing that for, like you say, at least 10 years, probably yeah, maybe more. more. Yeah. Cause her, like her dad's a musician and he's been playing yep. forever, still playing. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of time and effort. Exactly. But you got to start, like you said. You and even like start. this podcast, the only reason I'm doing this now is I've had kind of this background passion for radio. I've always liked the idea. I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to be a radio host, but never pursued it because to me, I didn't know if it was going to be viable for me or maybe I wasn't as passionate about it at some at one point. But then I was like, you know what? I'm meeting all these cool people through business and politics. It'd mm. be cool to sit down with them and share those stories of success with other people. Uh, and so I went out bought a couple mics and here we are. Here we are. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't take that much. Once you get started and you have a certain skill set and you know the right people, you can just do it. Yeah. Right. And it, and it becomes fun. But a couple, I uh, just want to uh, touch on a couple things prior to us ending because we're already at almost 26 minutes. <laughs> this flew by. Wow. Um, bowl of chili. We touched on a little bit. Bowl of and chili. And you talked about that you raised money for cancer, correct? Yes. For so Wheels of Hope. Why, why uh, cancer as the... Um, as the cause. That's an excellent question. Uh, when we first started Bola Chili, we were doing uh, the Hope Center Center um, in 2000 and um, sorry, 2011. The end of August, I was um, diagnosed with kidney cancer. Mm. Um, that would have been August 29th. September 20th, I had my right kidney removed. That's how fast it was. Basically, my kidney blew up from the inside out, which was actually a good thing. Um, so at that time, I decided we need to do this more in line with you know what happened to me. Um, it's not an easy thing to hear when the doctor sits you down and says it's cancer. Mm -hmm. um, I kept it between myself and my wife. I stayed positive because I didn't want people to think anything terrible was going to happen. And I didn't want to hear all the sad, you know, um, and luckily for me, it's, it's worked out. We're at, um, what are we at now? Eight years. Yeah. Cancer free. So Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. And, uh, wheels of hope 
is um, a division of the Canadian Cancer Society that provides transportation and, and costs associated with cancer patients to go back and forth to the hospital. And it stays cool. right here in Niagara. That's amazing. The re- that's the reason we chose that. So that's what we do now. And that's where the money goes. That's amazing. Yeah. We should uh, get in contact with them and maybe do uh, one of our latte campaigns for them. Oh, that would be that'd be fun. Awesome, awesome. Probably do it in the new new year. It's tough to do stuff before Christmas to raise money. But sure, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's that'd be fantastic. Rob, so. pull your pull your notes out, man. We got to find out what you got going on. <laughs> All right. Well, month. the bowl of chili is coming up November sixteenth. Uh, it starts at seven o'clock. It's ten dollars uh, if you just want a bowl and uh, and hang out. Um, you get to bowl two games. If you want to try the chili, it'll cost you another ten dollars. You get to try all the chili that's that's cooked for that day. Not bad, twenty uh, bucks to bowl and eat some chili. It, it really. And this year, because it's the tenth anniversary or tenth annual, we're going to have a live open mics. We're going to have open. Uh, we're going to have live entertainment. Any of the musicians that uh, have come out to any of our open mics or any of our shows at the VHC are welcome to come in and play a couple songs and hang out. I know it's Saturday, so a lot of them will be out performing, mm-hmm. but. The opportunities there, everything will be set up, so we can do that. Uh, every Tuesday at Borderline Bar on King Street Welland at 8 o'clock, I do open mic. Uh, and every Thursday at the Vegan Hippie Chick in downtown Welland, I do Thursdays after dinner. Uh, this week, we have um, Andy Colonico and Samantha Ava, nice, who I met through my open mic. She's actually in Ottawa now doing uh, for some contest uh, for songwriting. So amazing. It's amazing. Uh, and Rafik uh, Gurgis will be uh, opening up that night, and I'll be playing a couple of tunes. And we're doing also a Halloween night on the 31st because it falls on a Thursday. Man, you're packed. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, I've got Peter Piper's October 26th, 7 30, I play. And then, uh, oh, geez, there's a whole bunch of stuff. November 9th, I'm playing. Uh, November 30th, I'm playing. Uh, I recently did a, a hosting job at the museum for Factor Fiction Night, which was a huge success and a whole heck of a lot of fun. Very cool. Um, yeah, that's what's coming up. And so you can check where out can my they Facebook. find this? I was yeah. just going to say. There you go. Facebook page, Rob Repo's Music. Um, I do have an Instagram page as well. And uh, I am I do have some music on SoundCloud. And I have a YouTube channel with some live music that I haven't updated in a while. So we're going to be getting to that. And one last thing, because yes. I am planning in the new year to be going into the studio to record music for an actual album. Amazing. Um, yes. So when we talked about band, not necessarily a band per se, but I will be looking for somebody to play the bass guitar with some kind of creative uh, uh, talents and maybe some vocal ability as well. So we're going to be Very putting cool. that together. Yeah. Well, one works for me, so maybe we can get him to do that for well, you. Well, yes. How about that? Very talented been, bassist and vocalist. I've so. been plugging in there a little bit too with him. <laughs> every time. So where are you at now? Where is, you know, so I, I love it. Yeah, Rob, for sure. thank you so oh, much man, for coming on. I can't believe it's been a half an hour already. It, it's nuts. And it's funny because... Uh, as long as I have known you and as often as we do speak, I didn't know like half the things we talked about. So uh, very, very happy to have you on. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for being here. And I'll make sure that uh, I get some links to your stuff and we'll include that in the description as well. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, guys. You're listening to Above the Mug, a podcast for positive people. We're here to show you how you can use your passions to live your life passion forward. Rob Repoves, we will see you guys next week. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug. Above the Mug.